Welcome to the Always Learning Podcast. Uh, today's episode was a, a Friday end of the week episode with um, Steve Doyle. He's of Focal Point uh, Business Coaching and it was a lot of fun because we, we talked for like an hour. It was great. Um, we got to dig into kind of you know why Steve quit his uh, really well-paying corporate America job to pursue uh, business coaching, something that he really feel called and led to do. And um, it was really exciting to hear him talk about it, hear him talk about uh, some of the ups and downs. And um, also we had a couple of teaching moments towards the end where um, he was giving out some tips on really how to how to define certain things in business and how to fix communication issues and how to create rock star teams and uh, a lot of great stuff. So really encourage you to listen if you're um, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a um, uh, anywhere in business, you're just looking to, to, to learn a few things and, and be better and um, and be challenged. It was, it was really great. And I really appreciate Steve being on. So, um, give it a listen and thanks so much as always. And we're live with Mr. Steve Doyle, full point coaching. Up? <laughs> <Party> people. <laughs> No, man, I um, appreciate you doing this, obviously. So it's something we talked about a little bit and finally just jammed it out, you know? Yeah, anytime, man. Yeah. So as you know, we call it the Always Learning Podcast. So um, I'm one of those people that I always like to learn in, from people that are better than me in a number of different situations. So, But also, my mild obsession, we talked about, we, we went to lunch a little bit ago, came up from lunch, and we, um, my mild obsession is like just kind of people's origin story, why they do what they do. You are a fellow business owner. Yep. And you, I've been talking to some about my origin story, how I got here. So I want to just kind of hear some of your story because I know some of it, but honestly, it'd be fun to kind of unpack it a little bit and see, you know, where, where, like why you chose to do what you do, because it's something that I've heard a lot of people, especially in kind of just my situation, be like, oh, I, that'd be really cool. I wish I could do what you do. And be like, well, I just kind of decided to do it. You know what I mean? A lot of right. people never make that leap. So I'm always really fascinated as to why, you know? So, yeah. you know, fire off, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, for those that don't know me, I'm a recovering engineer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, you know, people kind of chuckle at that, just like Aaron just did. But, you know, what does that really mean? Well, yeah, you went to school to become an engineer, to innovate, you know, create things. And I spent 20 years doing that mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, Tier one semi truck military automotive company, and after you know about nineteen years, you know, you know there was things that I was doing uh, in that company that started really resonating at my core, and I really didn't understand why. And it, and it started probably five years ago, where you know I was spending a lot more time developing people mm-hmm. and, and truly understanding like so what makes my team tick. How can I get them to do more, achieve more? Um, so you actually started in like the technical engineering, that side oh, yeah. of things, right? And Full then... blown. Like you want to talk quantum physics, you want to talk <laughs> mathematics, you want to understand. Nerd alert. Yeah, freaking <laughs> nerd at high level. Um, yeah, so like too much physics, like quantum physics um, from a mathematics standpoint, yeah, I was doing computational simulations of watching polymorphic glass 
fracture and actually you know determining how it would where the crack would start how it would propagate like you want to go full-on nerd yep. we can go full-on <laughs> nerd the only problem with that is if you so far in my head i wouldn't be able to help i'd be like right. oh well steve's just, yeah sounds good yeah right like okay nerd go sit over there in the corner you know we're you know we'll build a wall around you you know we'll open up the door when we need you <laughs> It makes me think of that show, uh, like, how it's made. You know what I yeah. mean? So you were actually doing, like, those things. Oh, you know? dude, like, totally. Yeah. Like, I would go into, like, you want to know how steel is made? Like, I can tell you the exact chemical formulation. That's how to actually heat it, stir it up, you know, and it becomes molten and it looks really cool. Yep. Like, yeah, there's an actual science to that to actually get it to the properties that somebody needs. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's, that's full-on nerd mode. That's what I did for 20 it. years. <laughs> yep. So you started doing that. You you were saying I, I cut you off. It was uh, you started getting into developing more people, which yeah. on the engineering side, that's not probably the first thought. Obviously, you know. So right. Like, no. So like on when you when you're talking about developing people, it's it's a whole nother science, if you will. You know, you can get on a full on engineering, you know, mindset of how do I take my technical people mm -hmm. and get them to accomplish something more in a business. Mm -hmm. And that for me, that's hard. But yeah, you can make, you know, you can take chemicals, mix them up in a petri dish and make something out of it. Yeah, I've, do I have patents? The answer is yes, I got patents. I've got six of them. And <laughs> no kidding, I did not know that about you. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. so like full on, like we can design stuff. The problem that we have inside of engineering is while people are great technically, mm -hmm. They're great. They, they sit in a chair, leave them alone. Yeah. Want them to accomplish something more, something higher? That's hard because now we're talking soft skills. Yeah. We're not talking hard, I can teach you these things, X, Y, and Z, you follow this process. It's hard from a soft skills standpoint because nobody has put X, Y, and Z together. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's where I got to the point of, hey, there is a process. And guess what? It's repeatable. So my wife and I, we started this company, a leadership and business development company, focused on engineering, manufacturing, and business, and, uh, and construction and building and trades industries because the process works that nobody else has actually figured out how to get X, Y, and Z all together. Sure. Probably because I would think, and this is just kind of one of those things that we talked through or whatever, is like um, people get obsessed with like teaching skills. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think people focus a little bit too much on that. And you've heard me say this before is like, I'm very interested in hiring talent because I can teach them a lot of the skills, right? Now, right. engineer, of course, you have to have a certain little level of like raw skill, granted, obviously. Absolutely. But the, the variables in a lot of ways is, okay, so you're looking at a resume, right? A lot of these guys have comparable skills. A lot of these girls have comparable, comparable skills, whatever. Now the element is, okay, how do you fit in with a team? How do you do all of that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's also like a super, it's actually fairly complicated. So like, so let me ask you this. So when you were transitioning into starting it, was it out of, um, and it could be both, uh, but was it out of frustration and, and you were feeling some constraint in that kind of role and you wanted to expand beyond it? That could be part of it. Or was it more like kind of looking forward saying, oh, I have a vision for this and I see how maybe it could be done better or something that you were kind of like leaning into? Um, yeah, I was just kind of curious. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's a combination of both. So the, the year that um, really started it off for my wife and I is just a lot of churn, both 
personally and on the on the uh, career front. Mm -hmm. um, went from you know things were steady, everything was rocking. You kind of had a plan. Then in corporate America, things get shaken up. Yeah. And when things get shaken up, there's a lot of uncertainty. And where leaders thrive is in that uncertainty. What that uncertainty caused me to do is really think, okay, you've created mentoring programs, you've created coaching programs inside of corporate America, you've went, traveled the globe, developed businesses mm -hmm. and corporations to achieve product performance, but then also delivery performance. And at the end of the day, their business metrics were met because you helped, you know, helped on that yeah, front. Yeah. Well, guess what? You also had to develop a team to go do that. Sure. And that was the most rewarding thing. So in all of that churn that was going on inside the business front and with the personal side, it's, okay, what was I passionate about? What, yeah. was, what was that core passion? And it truly came down to, how can I make, how can I help people become a better version of them? How can I become that pebble in the pond, that starter mm -hmm. of that ripple effect, so that people can become a better version of themselves, their business a better version of what they had. Yeah. And that's what started it all for us. Yeah, and that, that's really interesting because I, I love that because um, there's there's some people that experience uh, different things when, when it causes them to make a transition. You and I, being who we are and who we talk with every single day, sometimes people reach a certain amount of pain and they finally just go, fuck this and I want to go do something else or whatever. Um, it's actually cool to hear because I didn't know this about you was that you found some like successes in that kind of people in development area and you found that very, very rewarding and you kind of found out what your passion about which I would say you know definitively because we talked about it is like that's not what you went to school for necessarily you kind of you found it along the way and that's that's partially why I want to talk about it because that's a lot of kind of like my story was like I found it along the way and I found where it was very rewarding and that's really cool though because that's life right? right like you did something for 20 years but you learned a lot and now you're kind of pivoting and leaning into something else and you found a lot of success and, and reward in that and I just right. think that's super cool because there's a lot of people working dead ass end jobs that right. they hate every single day and um, I, that a lot of that is from a lack of fulfillment I, I, I just spoke at um, Carson High School we were talking about this earlier in I was just amazed at how like some of their drivers, you know, talk about like, okay, is it monetary? Is it flexibility? Is it this? Is it this? And um, I just time and time again, it proves out that yeah, mo money matters to a certain extent, right? Right. But once you have bases covered, let's say, and you have, well, you know, everyone's got their own version of comfortable living, so I'm not going to get too deep into that. But like, okay, I've got my bases covered, I'm not going to lose the house, right? After that, it really becomes about impact and fulfillment. Which is a lot of what, kind of what you're talking about is the personal right. aspect of things, and I just yeah. love it. I just love it. You know? Yeah, it's it comes down to what rocks you at the <laughs> core, what makes you tick, what makes you you, and if you can do that every single day and make an impact, you can start that ripple. For me personally, that's what's rewarding. But it's because I have a better understanding of who I am and what makes me tick. Sure. That's interesting. So when I first met you, um, we were doing disc profiles, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it, it, was, it was awesome too because uh, uh, Brandon, my partner, uh, he, he uh, dragged me in there and I didn't necessarily do it kicking and screaming. But let's call it kicking and screaming. <laughs> you know? So I uh, brought me in there and he was like, yeah, there's, this, uh, there's a class going on. I forget what you're calling a workshop or something along those lines. Uh, business TLC. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yep. <laughs> so uh, – and you were doing disc profiles and um, 
that was one of the first times I'd taken this profile before, but you really kind of unpacked a little bit what those things meant, you know, and like getting that real deep understanding on a personal level of right. like why you are who you are and that's okay. Like that's a good thing. So I'm kind of curious for you, you said, Hey, I learned something about myself over time. How much of it was like kind of realization on like the personality tests and disc profiles and really getting deep into that? Because I know you're like, you're certified to, to do all this stuff. Yeah. Right. So I'm curious, like you do it for other people. When did it kind of turn for you? Were you like, Oh, I know I'm like this. Yeah. That makes yeah sense? No. When it, so I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, you know, working with you know communication, behavior, motivation, emotional intelligence, and you know the first few years it, it didn't click. I was going through the most. Somebody told me I needed to do this. Told me it was great. I didn't understand why. Facilitator would come in, tell you you know blah blah blah. You know blah 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 means okay you're this. This is what you do. Okay, but I don't well, based understand. On like, so the personality test, based on the personality test, you are doing this like yeah, job. Yeah, you, you are doing, you are this. Yeah. And that's okay. And then you put the, you put the shit in the drawer and you do nothing with it. <laughs> like there, there was no follow. Um, when it really came to fruition, when it smacked me in the face, it's like two by four with nails on the end, the yep, information's yep. In, the, in the nails, you know, and somebody just starts clubbing you with it, is when... You're leading other people or you're actually talking with your spouse and it starts to click. Oh, this person is behaving this way. So well, I'll give you an example. So I'm a direct person, uh, meaning I like bullet points. I like things done very brief. And if I want to know more, I will ask you more. But other than that, I really don't want to know more. Um, I like to have fun while I'm doing it. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna joke, I'm gonna have some humor with it, things like that. Now, example, like my wife, we are totally opposite. Uh-huh. Very, my wife is very analytical, very process driven, but likes to have peace and harmony in throughout the whole conversation, life, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. So if I go talk to her in bullet points, matter of fact, guess what's gonna happen? She's gonna shut down and go, okay, whatever. Yeah. But be very mad about how the conversation, because I didn't include any details. I didn't address how she wants yeah. to be communicated with. Yeah. So you take that standpoint, you're like, oh. So flip it onto a team standpoint, everybody's going to react and behave differently. Everybody totally. has different motivators. Totally. And guess what? As an engineer, you're trained to fix problems. Yeah. Guess what? Communicating with people is a huge problem because we avoid it sure. because we don't know how. Yeah. And when you, you know, as, a, as we were talking about is how we communicate and, you know, DISC is more on our communication behaviors and styles. Uh-huh. Is how we communicate is great. We understand ourselves. Yep. But more importantly, we need to understand others so that we have a point we want to get across. So if we communicate in our style, we're only going to resonate with people like us. Yeah. Great, you missed 75%, 75 to 80% sure. of the rest of the people because you chose to communicate how you want to be communicated with, not how the rest of the world communicates. So, totally. would, you, would you say that that's like, because that can be learned, right? Being more self-aware about that can be learned, right? Absolutely. That's not just like, oh, I'm bad with people. That's probably a common excuse, right? Or right. I'm, I'm not a very good communicator. Like all these things can be approved upon, right. for sure. I don't like to communicate. I don't like to talk to so-and-so. I don't like to talk to... I don't like to talk and share what's going on. Yeah. Okay, great. What's actually happening by you not sharing? Mm-hmm. 
not only is it frustrating and pissing off you yourself, but it's pissing off everybody around you. Yep. So guess what? Because you don't like to communicate, how many people are actually around you? Yeah. And you look around and you're like, well, fuck, there ain't nobody around me. <laughs> well, and none of this stuff actually happens in a vacuum, too. That's like the other exactly. thing, right? Is right. anything you're doing impacts somebody up and down the line. So, and also, I think, I think why I'm also kind of mildly obsessed with it is like, so you and I are both in the business of solving problems, right? Right. One of the things that really grinds my gears a little bit is when um, you're going in to solve problems and some of these things are easily fixed and not not done. So here's here's my point. I'll give you an example. As Brandon loves saying, like, what's easy to do is also easy not to do, right? <laughs> working, Absolutely. Right? So, like, something like working on communication, which is – that really isn't that hard to do. That just takes a little bit of humility, a little bit of self-awareness, and understanding of also who, who the other people are, right? Yep. Is, is – and I honestly, like – I don't know the percentage. You probably know these better, but like, okay, let's say you get a 50%, you know, increase in, you know, productivity and, uh, you know, team, um, team satisfaction, you know, all that work satisfaction, work, all this other stuff that gets impacted by that just by doing a simple change. And mm-hmm. that just, that comes from internal, you know, it's just, you right. got to make that shift, you know? So it just, all that stuff is just really, really fascinating to me because I truly, truly believe in it, you know, which yeah. is why I love talking with you too, because right. it's very fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's, as you, as you, as you just said, it's, it's about change. And unfortunately, we want to, we as humans, we want to change everybody else. Yeah. But unfortunately, nobody's going to change because we want, and I'm using air quotes, want them to use it. <laughs> want them to change, right? When do people change? People change when we look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. We're, we're dissatisfied with the results that we've seen that are out there. And we take a step back, have a piece of humble pie, mm-hmm. and say, look, the only person I can really change is myself. Yeah. And we have to do that not just on a semi-infrequent. We have to do that daily. What is it that I'm doing that if I were to change something minor would get me better results. Sure. Could I make a better connection with, you know, something I'm trying to achieve? So, you know, in, in business stamp, you know, frame of reference, right? I need to motivate my team. Yeah. Well, I can go in and tell them what I need or I can create their buy-in. Yeah. If I tell them what they need to do, okay, I've got a bunch of drones and they're going to do X, Y, and Z. They're only going to do what I told them to do. Right. And nothing more. Exactly. Yep. Versus if I can get their buy-in, if I change how I communicate and get one person's buy-in, guess what? Now I have somebody that's on my team advocating for the same thing. Yeah. Who are they going to tell? They're going to tell somebody else while I'm telling somebody else. Yeah. So now instead of me going out to a whole team trying to convince a whole team, I've got one other person that is also working with me. Now we are together convincing more people yep so how we choose to change to talk to people to achieve our business objectives yep starts to change exponentially Mm -hmm. when all we had to do was look in the mirror to go i am willing to change to get this additional outcome yep and going back to some of the things we were talking about earlier is these are these things are 100 percent soft skills it either enhances or uh 
what's the, what's the opposite of enhances? Disenhances? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, you know, it decreases the amount of of those t- uh, uh, hard skills right. and tactical skills. Right. Those things can fluctuate a little bit, but it's the, the soft skills, communication, right. personal aspect that can either increase or decrease those, and that's just really interesting. But here, I want to I want to go back real quick. So. Um, you know, so you uh, you got out of the engineering field and yep. you started your uh, you saw some success with it. You saw um, some sort of ful- 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 fulfillment with that. So um, how'd you kind of jump into it uh, into your current um, you know coaching business now and consulting business now and just kind of how how did it start? How did it spin up? You know. Um. So this is where honestly faith comes into play. Amen. Um. It didn't really transition until I was legit on a boat in the middle of nowhere. My uh, father-in-law, brother-in-law, and I, we went and did a fly-in fishing trip. Nice. Into northern Canada. And there was, there was a moment where it was a day. You know, we, we had just got done fishing in the morning. Um, got some, went back, got some lunch, and I said, you know, I, I just need to go think for a little while. Yep. You, know, you mind if I take the boat out? So that real quick, not to derail you, that's awesome. Um, we'll talk about this at a whole different podcast, but like just taking time for yourself and just quiet, Absolutely. turn off. Oh my goodness. You'll yeah. end up unpacking some things. You're like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it, and it legitimately was. No distractions. We were the only cabin on this lake. Yeah. And, you know, I took the boat out and, you know, it's just that, that private time to reflect, look, hey, God, what what is really in store for me? Yep. And, I, and that's, you know, the faithful part where I just took some time to pray on what is it, you know, I'm faced with these, you know, this conundrum of where I am today, mm-hmm. where I want to be, what I'm really passionate about, what I'm seeing is my future. And, you know, by the end of that fishing trip, it was solidified, like, damn it, Steve, you, you and Shannon need to start yep. this leadership business development company. You, you, have the ability you have the nature to do to go and do this is it going to be easy the answer is no the answer absolutely is no but like all things great things come through walking through that path Mm -hmm. and developing other people developing other businesses so that you can thrive yeah and this is what you're meant to do yep go do go and do <laughs> so yeah there's a there's a lot of faith that was given to go do. yeah that's that's awesome so like so you came back obviously so back to some of the internal things that we were talking about right like you got to look in the mirror it, it starts with you right so you had this internal change yeah and that internal thing that you were like all right i gotta go change something so what happened next you get back and you walk in and be like i'm out of here like um, oh, was it was a little slower transition no it's a little slower transition so that <laughs> happened in august and, you know, um, Shannon and I, we talked through it. We were going through a process of, you know, looking for different options. And so that was August. By November, we finally had a, an avenue to go do that. Um, and so in November of 2016, we incorporated our company, Professional, Divi- Professional Business Coaching yep. Incorporated. Um, and then a couple months later, I resigned from corporate America and said, and it was a little over 19 years. And I said, sayonara. I was at one company 
for 19 years. It's crazy. Water the grape nuts, put them in a wheelbarrow, and start running. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been that way ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, and what's crazy too is 19 years at one company is becoming less and less hard off. So like, right. look, seriously, you're leaving corporate safety, job security. Like that's a that's a big leap yeah, of faith. Yeah, I started at 20 years old. 19 years, so resigned at 39. I was yeah. 39 years old. Said, look, if we're ever going to do this, yep. now is the time to do this. Um, yeah, we do have two, two children. They're in elementary school. And we said, you know, let's figure out a way to do this. Yeah. I love this story because this is something that um, you and I have talked about off, off mic, obviously. But um, there's a number of people out there, mentors and, and just people that like we follow on, on social media and things like that that preach this. Um, but like the you don't want to get to the end of life and have regret and be like, oh, I wish I did X, Y, or Z, right? right? And, and just to tell a story on that a little bit is um, my, uh, my grandfather, he's, um, he, he lives it's like such a cool life, um, but he, he retired from Ford at, uh, I believe, 55, somewhere mm-hmm. in that ballpark, right? And he went and just – he had never sailed a sailboat before. Um, he literally commissioned a sailboat and had it built while he was retiring. Yep. Awesome. Well, right. And then went and sailed the Mediterranean for the next 10, 15 years or whatever. (laughs) Right. So he literally had a whole lifetime of amazing experiences after retiring. Right. So you have two things. One, you, you have time, right? So like you jumped into this after 20 years in corporate America. If anyone's listening to this and be like, you know what? I'm starting to consider that. Start thinking about it because it's never yeah. too late. Never think it's too late. Right. Yep. But the, the, the other step to it is, um, is he, I was literally talking with him this past Christmas and, um, he was telling me that <laughs> it was, it was uh, I'm, I'm getting a little emotional to think about it, but it was just like, it was so crazy because it hit me so hard. He goes, um, I go, Grandpa, like, wasn't that like some of the most fun things you ever did? And he's like, it was, it was amazing. I loved it, whatever. And um, he goes, honestly, Aaron, like I have a lot of my friends that came up and uh, to me like throughout those years and also now and said, you know what? I wish I did what you did, right? And here's what hit me the hardest is he goes, Aaron, I didn't do anything like special. I just did it and they didn't right. like, it's literally that simple. They made a decision. So what, what you did similar to what I did. I, I, you know, I less years in, but I quit corporate yeah. America and said, right. Hey, I've got to, I've got to do this thing. Right. And, um, he literally was just like, you know, all of, you know, my friends retired and they did, you know, and look, teach their own, but they did the golf thing and they stayed home and they're, you know, there's not doing cool experiences and that's fine, whatever. But, a number of them expressed regret to him saying, I wish I did something like that. Absolutely. Right? So that's what hit me so hard. And, um, and that's why it's just super cool. To, and when I want to talk a little bit about your story too, and allow you know, people on the pod to, to hear it because, um, if, if what I consider a success is if we convinced anyone that had these things rolling around in their head, right. be like, Oh, you know what? I should, I should go pursue that, you know? Cause yeah, it's so absolutely. You know? So it's just really fascinating. I don't think I ever told you that story either. So I no, think you, you did hear the, no, the first time. No, you first time. Like, that's that's some deep stuff right there. Yeah, heck yeah. Because honestly, it's you know, it's the, the thing about entrepreneurship or solo solopreneurship that scares people is it's not for the faint of heart. No, it's it's you know the first couple of years. You know, if you don't have a solid financial background, sure. The the mind job that you do to yourself is probably the worst. Like like a therapist would have a field day with you. <laughs> so true. <laughs> with all the things that are going on inside your brain, like, is this the right thing? Second guessing yourself. But it's when you give yourself that confidence 
and allow yourself that confidence to push forward to say, damn it, I know I did this for a reason and yeah. I know what I have to offer is valuable because I'm starting that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. That honing in on that is the, the momentum that you need. Yep. And yes, do you have to convince people to join that club? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Yeah. But it happens. Yes. yes and, it, and once it happens, and, and, and I say once it happens, is, is it going to happen on day one? <laughs> nope. Aaron, nope. <laughs> <laughs> El nopo. Yeah. Um, those who can't see, I'm shaking my head right, very hard. Right, very, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of ground and pound, but a lot of bloody knuckles, a lot of bloody knees, a mm-hmm. couple bloody noses. But at the end of the day, because it's what resonates with you and you know you have a product, a service that can genuinely help somebody get to that next level out of the frustration zone that they're currently in, sure. that's, that's the reward. Yep. And that's the fulfillment in, in aspect of things and also like – uh, I've experienced huge mindset mindset shifts, and I know you have too uh, through our discussions. But it's also being very comfortable with uh, failure, like becoming friends with failure. And oh what, yeah. And what I what I'm kind of mean by that is, oh, I mean I can mean a million things, but like just this specific instance, right? Is you try things and you realize through action, through momentum, through kind of doing things, be like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't the way to do it. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. Right. Try this. And we fail a million ways, you know. Forward, um, uh, Lionel Messi, the soccer player. I just yeah. saw a thing on Instagram, and he goes, um, "It took me 11 years and 264 days to be an overnight success." <laughs> it's kind of what you're saying. It's like it. It doesn't happen overnight. It's right. through a million different experiences. But no one can take that away from you. That's why it's really, really cool doing right. what we do. You know. So, right. but uh, so anyway, you started. Um, so you started uh, the the new business, uh, you know, after a few months, you know, of kind of new on it and starting to kind of set things up, right? And then have them look back. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there's I, obviously you know the, the the mindset you know sets in. You know, when days aren't going the way you want them to, sure. you know, you know, the, you, you're <laughs> little two people on one on each shoulder going, dude, do do. You got your little cheerleader like, oh, you're so amazing. Like, oh my god, like you're doing rocking things. And then you got the other person going. Dude, you're such a dumbass. Go get a job. Go get the J-O-B. Yep. Work it. Like, you have nothing to bitch about when you're working it. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the other little boy's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Look at all the people you're impacting. <laughs> and hopefully that, that cheerleader's a little bit louder than the, the grungy guy over here. You know, and, and at days, there's there's the time where, you know, the, the guy that, you know, just wants you to go back to corporate America goes, dude, are you providing for your family today? Sure. Are you doing it? And, you know, there's days where you're, sure. you're not crushing it. You're going through, like, why, what, what is it that I'm doing that, that I, like, why am I not successful? Why am I not sure. where I need to be? And Incredible self-doubt. Oh, of course. Totally. Right? Totally. Um, and that, that goes really, really deep. And I, I don't want to speak for you. I'm just talking about kind of my experience is, like, intense, intense, intense self-doubt. Um, can definitely creep in and that's where it's so important to kind of at least I found um, a support system and partners and people in your circle that when you experience those days 
you get those pick-me-ups, and then they also can celebrate the successful days with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right? But that's, yeah. like, so important, and that's where, like, for, for listeners in general and things like that, the misconception on this whole entrepreneurship journey, you said the, the term solopreneur. That is true. That is true that it is a solopreneur job, but also it includes almost anyone that knows you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you're never alone in this. And also, fellow entrepreneurs. That's one of my biggest advantages with um, – some of the, the programs and events that we've associated with and kind of building out that circle is like, hey, like you and I are on, on a similar journey. You know what I'm right. saying? So you and I, while, while working together, while working on all these things that we have going or whatever, the experience yeah. we can both relate to. And there's, I find security in that in a lot of ways. And so when I'm having that bad, bad day, I'm like, you know what? We, we've had these bad days before. Steve talked to me about the, his bad day, but the next day he got this. And right. so that gives me excitement, you know? So it's Absolutely. just like leaning into you're never alone in any of these no. things, you know? And the thing is, though, is that a lot of solopreneurs forget is that you're never alone. A lot of people will look out their office, whether it's in their home, it's in an office building, and they're literally looking outside going, shit, nobody knows I exist. I'm literally quote-unquote alone sure and they don't allow themselves that humility to contact another entrepreneur one of their friends uh-huh. to confide in them hey I'm having that day yep like give me give me a little something like maybe I need to listen to Tony Robbins and maybe I need to listen to Gary Vee yep you know maybe I need to listen to Russell Brunson like whoever that is to get you out of that funk like totally legit yep. like shit's going to happen yep for sure mm-hmm it's how you respond. Amen, dude. Amen. Well said. And also, like, just kind of going back to, like, that is a really raw feeling, too, that oh, no, yeah. not a lot of people talk about. Right. Um, in, it's the, the intense sense of, of loneliness. Yep. Uh, the intense sense of, at times, inadequacy, right? Like, those, oh, those totally. things that, like, yep. you know, and, like... Um, I know I've experienced this as well as like I and I've heard other people talk about this. So some of those like so nine figure businesses, right? Right. They're like I felt inadequate. I felt like I'm a fraud. I felt like I'm these things, right? Like those are the awful parts of entrepreneurship that not not enough people talk about. You oh, know. Totally. Yep. But um, but it's something that, again just for any anyone that's like kind of just listening to this, be like okay, like stop being Debbie Downers guys. But I'm just saying like like saying that you're not alone in those feelings, and that's okay. That's right. totally fine. The kicker is, like you said, is how you respond. It's all in how you respond. Because if you allow that negative voice to take over, you're done. Mm-hmm. Check out. Go back to get to that 9 to 5. Go find Jack. Yeah. Jack Mehoff <laughs> that's going to tell you how to do your job yep. every single day and micromanage your ass. Absolutely. Like, seriously. Go tell Jack off. <laughs> 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 no, so here's here's actually here's something super interesting. So like so the people that are interested in being entrepreneurs, uh, they're they're called the one percent for the reason, but it takes yeah. a certain personality type and things like that. Right. So if the idea of like a boss telling you to do X, Y, and Z kind of makes you go like, like it makes your hair stand on end, you know, and be like, oh, that sounds like terrible, like. You start thinking about these things because totally. that's that's just how I felt, and I was just totally me personally. I thought it was weird in a lot of ways to be thinking, you know, some of the stuff that we've talked about, right? right. But no, this is the calling. This is something that you really, really want yeah. to do, you know. Absolutely. So, um, so here's why I want to I want to flip over to a couple other new um, uh, new things is uh, just like. A, a teaching period, you know, so yeah, you, totally. you have a lot to give, a lot of things to, to do, right? So, and a lot of things that you can share with people. Right. What, uh, 
so if, if you're good with it, I'm going to let you kind of take it however you go. But like what I'm kind of interested in, I'm sure people will be interested in listening to would be like, Hey, what are, what are a couple things like team building has been our theme lately and kind of communication, obviously. Right. Um, what are some just kind of basics that any, any new business owner, seasoned business owner, anything big, small, whatever, what are some kind of like real basic, um, you know, significant concepts and, and stuff that you talk about and teach that people could take away. And, yeah. And th- this we could go on for freaking <laughs> we, ever, I know, but totally <laughs> forever. Honestly, the, 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 the one thing to talk about with yourself and your team is purpose. Why That's are you, why are you doing what it is you're doing? Mm-hmm. So one, why you're by yourself. Why did I do this? Like, why did I start this business? Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a team, guess what? Unfortunately, you have to convince somebody to join your team. Mm-hmm. So they you have to sell them on the purpose, totally, right? Yeah, exactly. They have to be locked up at your hip, ingrained in your purpose. Yeah, and that spans beyond a mission statement, right? That's totally. not that's not like we, you know, best blah 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 in Oakland County, whatever. Right. Like it's it's beyond that. It's like the deep rooted stuff, yeah. right? You got to understand that for right. sure. It's it's the core of why are you in business? Yeah. to be quote unquote the best in Oakland County. <laughs> like, okay. If your employee, your future employees don't buy into it, guess what? They're there for the paycheck and they're bolting. Yeah. And they're not going to deliver the customer service that you expect that you currently deliver to your clients. Mm -hmm. So when they buy into the purpose, and the purpose isn't just the purpose of the company. The purpose is also you, Mm -hmm. the CEO of your business. Or team leader, potentially. Uh, or, or are you saying yes. like truly top down? Truly, it's honestly, it's truly top down. They buy into the leader. Mm-hmm. Like the company, great. Like if you have a brand like Coca-Cola, Amazon, you know, Apple, that has a brand. We're talking, you know, if we're talking solopreneurs, the brand is you. Yeah. People are buying you. Now, when they're buying a bigger brand, yeah, they got to buy the purpose of that brand. The manager comes along with that or the mm-hmm. CEO comes along with that. But unfortunately... For those people, the CEO, the managers have to comply with the brand image. Yep. Solopreneurs, you create that brand image. Absolutely. You create that purpose. So as a solopreneur, you have that ability, that autonomy, that authority mm. to be the brand. Yep. Can you uh, can you give it? Because I'm a big like cool conceptual sounds great, right? Yeah. But like so, like let's put an example in practice, and I'll do it on the marketing side even too, because one totally. of the, one of the double downs off purpose and the extension of that is um, for marketing is the messaging is derived directly from the purpose, totally. right? Totally. And furthermore, is your customer avatar who you ultimately trying to serve is derived from the purpose as well. Right. Totally. Yep. And if you're if you're just stabbing the dark on those things, trust me when I say this, this is <laughs> so hard, it's so much harder to do, right? Yeah. Everything shakes out much better if you kind of figure that out. Right. And that takes time, it takes right. thought. It's not something you can come up with on the fly, you know. So you and I can kind of workshop a specific idea even. So like, you know, a purpose for you know, and you could even pick fake company X, I don't care. So like kind of let's do it. So like let's example. pick eighty seven media. You can do let's, that. let's let's riff on that. Let's do that. Uh oh, I don't see. Yeah, I love it. Fortunately, I'm relatively prepared for this one, so let's let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh man. So all right, so let's let's do it. So how would you how would you uh, start the conversation with with me about deriving deriving the purpose? 
So, I mean, just like how you started with me, yep. is why did you create 87 Media? Mm -hmm. So for me, I want to help businesses reach the most people that they can using less money and getting most exposure so that they can share their brand and message with the world in a much better way. I fight a lot of traditional methods, right? Okay. So um, we, with our company, is um, we've done our annual meeting uh, six weeks ago. Uh, maybe a little less actually, it doesn't matter. But uh, we actually have a specific mission statement and I'll and um, this is not just oh, best in Oakland County. It was, I want to serve um, business owners. As a matter of fact, I'm even gonna bring it up because it's worth it's worth going through because I, I think that you can really you know, sink your teeth into it and help help really share how that's a purpose-based right. thing, right? So give me one second. Okay? Yeah. So Again, this is beyond a mission statement, so, right. but it's, I help winning business owners who understand the value of marketing, gain clarity as to where attention lies in their market and how to grab that attention by leveraging social, digital, and bio marketing. That is to set up their business to win for the long term. To change, the change I want to make is to help business owners by changing marketing strategies, teams, and systems. And I'll know we are successful when 87 Media is synonymous with transforming businesses to win long term. So my purpose mm -hmm. is, no, that's like, that's like, hey, if someone asked me, you know, in like a cocktail party, right, I would kind of give them that, that yep. rundown. But for the purposes of what you and I are talking about, my purpose ultimately is to help businesses that are struggling with getting their word out, and a lot of them are using traditional ineffective method, methods to do so. I can not only help them on marketing strategy, but I can help them change systems and teams to be able to reach their end game and end goal, you know? So, hey, cut that up. Do you hate it? Do you like it? Well, that's totally fine. So, Either way. <laughs> so let's get let's get more specific. Yeah. Okay. Because right? that's that's kind of general for me personally. Mm -hmm. That's general. It's a it's a great purpose. So you help struggling businesses transform from X to Z. That's what I heard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. What type of so from a purpose perspective, what type of businesses resonate more for you? It's a good question. Um, so, uh, are you talking, when you say type of businesses, uh, would you, in your mind, when you're asking the question, were you asking size? Were you asking, um, a particular niche? Uh, what does that mean for, for you? Cause I'll, I can answer both. I was more just curious. So what it means for me is honestly, what type of business are you happy you would work with for free day in, day out? Nice. I love that. So one of the businesses that we're working with is, um, is uh, someone with a very, very, also a strong mission statement, okay? So um, working with an entity called Get Your Game Right, and it's, it's with Andy Dirks, yep. right? So Give it to the D. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> one, of, one of his goals and one of his strong desires, right, is to help kids and, and um, get the most out of their talent and to help their mindset and give them lessons along the way and help them be most successful in baseball but ultimately in life, right? That to me, and I, I probably did not do that as well, you know, he could put, put that better, but my point with all that is, um, is, is um, that to me speaks to me because if someone comes to me with a very heartfelt, emotional thing, similar to you, right? You really wanna help people achieve the same freedom that you have in their right. business, right? Um, 
I, that resonates a lot with me. And then also for me is he's an expert, right? right. He made it to the major leagues. So he checks off a couple boxes for me. I want to help right. people like that with a very strong right. mission, excitement, also very good at what they do. I can amplify that message right. doing the things that I know how to do in a huge way, right? Awesome. So is that better? That is, that is better, but it's how can you truly identify that market? So how can you truly identify somebody that has a strong mission statement? Because like it or not, businesses, they all have a mission statement. Sure. Some of them really suck. <laughs> like, uh, I want to generate, I'm here to generate X amount of revenue to help so many people. Like, shut the front door. Like, shut up. Like, some people, the, their mission statement, you know, and if you look at some nonprofits, like, they're genuinely there to help people get mm. some results. For sure. So, help me identify, like, for you personally, when you say a strong mission statement and you say, businesses mm -hmm. right that's still really general let's sure. let's help me narrow that down like what does that really mean to you to narrow it down yeah this is good and truly on the hot seat guys we're doing this live <laughs> oh, right? totally on yeah, the hot seat i can great. see the frustration in his eyes like <laughs> dude are you seriously asking me this shit right now like no totally. this is game great. on but my point my point by saying that though is that guys this is this is worth the conversation and the thought to really dive deep into this because that is literally setting the sale for your business, right? It is worth going back and forth multiple times, working on the imperfections, right. working on sanding down the rough edges, working on getting very specific with it. It is worth doing. So as much thought as I put into this, I'm very proud of like the mission statement that we talked yep. about, right? That took, that took a certain level of thought just to get there. Well, right? yeah, totally. And a lot of people haven't even got that far. I'm not right, I'm totally. not tooting our own horn. I'm just saying that this is Absolutely. So, no, so. I can tell you for a fact, Aaron has done more than 95% of the business owners out there that I have talked to that said, you know, like our business, you know, we help blah 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 blah. Like, no, let's let's get specific. Like, yep. How do you and we talked about this actually at our lunches and it was more he was asking me some of these similar questions is, you know, how, you know, who is the audience that you genuinely yep. want? To serve, right? And if your mission statement doesn't reflect that, okay, what do we need to change in that mission statement? Because there's a purpose behind that mission statement. So, like when I first came out and introduced myself, I, you know, I work with engineering, manufacturing, building, and construction industries. Why did I say that? Well, because that's what I have experience in. It. I know what the frustrations that they're feeling. I understand their pains. But I built houses. I've been a general contractor. I understand that business. I'm a recovering engineer for Christ's sake. Like I went from full on nerd to like, how do I have conversations with people? How can I uh -huh, talk to uh -huh. people? Like, that's what I mean by that. Like that for me is the huge motivator mm -hmm. for that, for why I started my business. Yep. And so that's why I'm asking Aaron, like, right. You've got, I help businesses. They have strong missions, but how do we really hit that core of like, what really like, who are those people sure. that motivate me to want to work with them? And this is amazing because your and I's mission, um, we come from different angles, but our mission is the same. Here's right. what's interesting. So uh, business coaching and consulting and marketing, right? Yep. So we talked about this uh, off our lunch as well. We talked about a lot of lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I talked about your, your avatar, your customer avatar, yeah. okay? Yep. So we are, we're coming at kind of those two things, um, very one and the same. You're basically asking me to identify my customer avatar. Absolutely. Right? Which totally. also derives directly into your purpose, you know? Absolutely. So um, 
So I'm going to kind of talk this out a little bit because I'm going to kind of go straight into consciousness and get some thoughts out, right? So in our mission statement, I talk about I want to help winning business owners, okay? So, um, you know, you and I were talking about kind of the, the marketing journey, right? You have to lay foundation, right? And then you have to get people through a funnel and then we have to – and then you yep, – right, you know? yep. So there's a little bit to that. So similar to we're, – we're talking about the Fletcher method, by the way, and brilliant stuff, is um, – the Fletcher method talks a little bit about how he wants to teach people without his time to get to a certain point because they're pre-qualifying themselves, right? Absolutely. So when I say winning business owner, it's kind of a little bit of what I'm what I'm talking about is I definitely like the fact of being able to kind of workshop a lot of this stuff. But the people that have gotten that far and are, have figured out who they're really trying to serve and they're um, they actively have customers that they're working with, those my preference because I can move the needle better for them, right? So let's I'll give you a for instance is um. And uh, some of my previous experience was like colleges and universities, right? Or um, or even even Geico to a certain extent, right. right? So now I'm not working with the business owner, obviously in that instance, right? But they know who exactly who they're trying to serve. Now they have a, a full marketing team that yep. is doing things that are very, frankly, they're outdated, right? right. They're still sending like direct mail, things like that, right? Yeah, so me to winning business owners, they're already doing well, yep. right? They can do a lot better. Right? Absolutely. So what I can help them too is, and that's why I double down on, they understand the value of marketing. So getting further into the avatar, right? A, mar a business owner or a VP of marketing or a marketing director, right? They understand the value of marketing. They're already spending money in marketing. Right. They're already doing the things, a lot of things that they need to do, right? Absolutely. It's just a lot of misguided, right? And also the way the world turns out so fast. Right. You know, so that's where like someone like me brings value because I'm like, hey, look, I'm bringing you the proven methods, but the thing is they've only been proven over the past nine months where you guys are operating on 20 years, right? right? So I help them understand where the attention lies in their market. So really getting into that avatar is probably yeah. business owners, um, VPs of marketing potentially, and business directors. And it, they don't necessarily have to have a marketing team or anything like that. It's just really leading into that winning business owner that understands the value of marketing because I can right. do a lot with that. Right. Anyone else, I have to really kind of bring them up to that level yeah. Because people that don't want to, to market, then I, like, what can I do to with that? Right. Obviously, I'm a marketing company. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Totally. so it, it, was that was it was it good? But bad? I honestly, it's, back, it's you know? good. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you another question? Of course. So <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm going to anyway. Because to me, great. Because it it start it's you're still walking down that, but who. Like we're talking, great. We've got ten million companies mm -hmm. that fit this. Mm -hmm. Who is the person? Who is the type of you know? Who is that company? If you had to put a niche in the frame that says, "Damn it, Steve, I'm gonna focus on this company, like sure. this industry." Yep. Who would that be? That's tough. Is and honestly, I probably don't have a good answer for that. Because um, it just and this is this is the beauty of the conversation, guys. This is this is a hundred percent honest, true. Like you're you're getting walked through something that is an act. This isn't. Stage, we have not talked like, through no, this at all. No. Not at all. It's um, this is awesome. Is <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because you and I have talked about this uh, a number of times for for both of us, honestly. Right. But it, but it's been like, all right, who are, who is that person? Is in our respective businesses? Is sometimes we feel like and I tell you this all the time. You have so many. Uh, gifts, abilities, and knowledge and expertise right. that you're actually, your curse is 
I can help too many people with too many different things. It's a vast Absolutely. majority. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I feel that way too. I truly do. And I'm not right. saying that it's like any kind of a, a stuck up over leverage way. It's just something that like I truly feel like I can help so many people yeah. in so many different areas, right. right? So I probably could very much benefit from like, all right, let's really hone that in and get more specific. Right. And I, I push back a lot on like the niching down yep. because people get that wrong. Okay. Totally agree. Well, totally agree on that. Yeah. I'm curious as to why you think, I'll tell you why I think so. And then I want to hear yours. Light me up. Yeah. So (laughs) I think that too many people niche down arbitrarily. So what I mean by that, and and we did this in our business, sharing some failures, right? Is we can help restaurants, right? Right. Okay. Yep. What, what we arbitrarily picked the niche to try and nail and scale that niche was because, oh, we feel like we can help restaurants. We, we have case studies that we generated crazy results, right? Right. Let's go back to our avatar. Okay. Yeah. I want to help winning business owners, yeah. VPs of marketing and marketing directors. Okay. okay. These uh, the owners in restaurants for the for the vast majority. Okay. They are. They are. They're going too fast. Okay. They don't have time. They are worried about getting people in the door, but also worried about operations. This and this and this and this. They got too many things going on. Right. right? I'm not saying they're not winning business owners by any stretch of the imagination. Right. I'm just saying that their understanding of the value of marketing can directly derive from. I understand the value of social or digital, but honestly, it's easier for me to throw a direct mail campaign out because it's out of my head. It gets done over there. I I personally don't have to do anything with it, and um, it gets me some results, so I'm kind of good. Right. right. So to me, that that. That, that kind of disqualifies them a little bit from who I want to be working with because it's harder to nail and scale that niche because if I don't have someone that's really wanting to, to get into it, right. that makes it tougher. You know? yeah. so, so that was my interpretation. Yeah. What was yours? So when, you know, and I've, I've, just like Aaron, I've had some successes and failures in niching. Right? So in niching, you know, the first part is, okay, who can I serve? What do I have knowledge in? Right? And so that, that brings me down to engineering and manufacturing. Right. I have 20 years of experience in that. Well, what can I help them in? I can help them in, you know, creating, you know, a market strategy development, whether it's business, it's marketing strategy. Now, the nuances of, of marketing, I'm coming to Aaron. Right. Right. They know the nuances of marketing, um, team development, communication, leadership development, exit strategy, productivity, operations. I can help in all of those things in engineering. Guess what people hear in the engineering and manufacturing. I can help wall, 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 right? I just jumped to a Charlie Brown adult special. Like, wall, 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 wall. Like, they don't hear anything because it doesn't relate. So when we talk about niches, while you can pick in quote-unquote industry, it's what is the one thing that you are phenomenal at that people need? So... Let's take, for example, what I'm niching in right now. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely focused on en- you know, leadership development, people development in the engineering, manufacturing, building, construction sector. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to niche that down even more. I'm only focused on emerging leaders in engineering. I love it. Why? Because the emerging, they're great at doing stuff. They don't know how to lead people. And unfortunately, the people in management don't know how to train them in leading people. Yep. Because unfortunately, people that got promoted in manufacturing and engineering got promoted because they understand how to do shit and get results. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get and lead people. I want to I make sure people heard that the right way because here's what's interesting is 
so where people do niching incorrectly right. was uh, what in my instance, in our instance, was it was picking a niche arbitrarily that we couldn't serve at the highest level potentially. Absolutely. Now, what yours was is you have your let's let's call it an industry niche, which is great to have, honestly, because if you if you know that industry in and out, you can serve them better. It's like that's right. hands down the way it goes, right? Yeah. But you also went one more into it, which is kind of customer avatar, which you know is my my jam is you said emerging leaders, right? Absolutely. That's huge. That's absolutely huge because right. not a lot, no one, ninety nine percent of people never get to that next level of this is my person. So now, right. real quick, if you don't mind, I, I, wanted, I wanted to kind of talk about the marketing side of things, just to kind of teach people is the illustration of emerging leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mentioned that it's so much easier to put together marketing plans and, and messaging for that because I know who I'm talking to now. Absolutely. Right? And that's the sole purpose of truly understanding the niche you serve. And what I was trying to get Aaron to walk through is, who is it that you serve? Because that marketing message that you're putting out there, if it comes across as wah, 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 guess what? You have no customers walking through the door. Nobody's calling you because they don't understand what you serve. Sure. Now, if you niche down in the right environment and you're providing people context, not content. There's so much fucking content out there. It's amazing, <laughs> right? You, you, but it's content. How do you put that together, right? I help you know, aspiring leaders in engineering and manufacturing to be, get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Right, that is one niche I serve. Now I can market to that niche yep. exclusively. Yep. I can market to the engineering managers. I can market to the directors, the CEOs. I can market to the people that want to be at the next level. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> guys. That was that was amazing because like that was a perfect little like like workshop. Because honestly, for so what I'm kind of getting from that too, just for me, my business, right, is. Uh, we we were saying winning business owners. We, well, I think we after talking that out is we felt like your emerging leader was my winning business owner. Yeah. I think we need to kind of define that a little bit better because then I can speak to them that much better. You know. Absolutely. And honestly, so you clicked something in my head was like even emerging leaders in that way. Like I could literally try and find. Um, emerging leaders, emerging marketing directors that are, have aspirations for VPs and things like that that have control of certain projects, stuff like that. I'm totally thinking off the top of my head, but like it gets your brain thinking. Right? Oh, totally. That's why this conversation is so fucking important. Right. right? And, and a lot of people don't have it. No. A lot of people are just kind of showing up, doing the thing every day, and they clock in, they clock out, and they're out. No, you know? like I was going through, I was walking through with somebody like, like I've created this amazing thing. I can't understand why people aren't clicking through. And I'm like, <laughs> like seriously. Walk through the funnel. Like, you did not talk to your ideal client. Mm-hmm. Like, you did not interview them to see, is this really a need? You're not using the language that they used in your marketing scenario. You're not using the, um, the word. You know, it's not just the words, but you're not walking them through any single process. You're telling them. You're telling them. People don't buy and shit when you're telling them. Like, you're not you're walking through anything, like, from A to B. What you're doing is you're like, look, you suck at this. I'm telling you, you need an avatar, and I'm the person to solve that. Like, who the fuck cares? Nobody cares that you're the person to solve this because you're not speaking their language. Totally. You didn't interview them to understand, is this really a need that you have? Mm-hmm. And what we come to find out is the guy didn't interview him, and, like, and he's talking totally different. So be, be totally transparent. He was trying to target real estate agents and you know why they don't have leads in, in that. And he's using the incorrect language and telling them that he can guarantee leads. Well, guess what? I don't know how many real estate agents are listening to this, but 
How many times have you been hit up by people? I guarantee you 50,000 leads in 24 hours. Uh-huh. Like, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's convoluted, right? right? But because they're not, they're not hitting, like, yeah, we understand maybe you don't have leads, but let's unpeel the onion. Why don't you have leads? Are you not doing the things you need to do? Is it because you don't have a process to help you get from sure. A to B? Right? It's talking with your ideal clients. Like, going back specifically, like, what does winning business owners mean? Like, okay, how many winning business owners are there out there? Do I understand the language that quote unquote winning business owners mm-hmm. are using? Mm-hmm. And is my marketing message getting through to them? 100%. Or if I quote unquote niche down a little bit and said, if I'm only going to work with these types of people, like I have to identify what is quote unquote these types of people so I can really understand their pains and frustrations and that I provide the solution of that pain, which is point A, to the solution, which is point B, and I can walk them through a process to get them there because that's what people buy is that fucking process. 100%. Absolutely. And, and, and the process is what separates the chaff from the wheat, right? That's one right. of those things. Like the, you, you and I have had the same complaint, and forgive me anyone that's out there. I'm just saying there's way too many coaches out there. Oh, totally. And, and from the marketing side, like you can probably speak to it yourself on, on your side, but on the marketing side, there's too many people that are like, oh, I made $100,000 uh, doing X, and now I'm going to teach you how to do it. No, 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 no. Making, right. making $100,000, you are still a tiny little baby. Right. Like you have so much learning to do and so many things you need to pivot on. There's, there's people that made $100,000 on just like a tactic in right. my instance where it was like they're the Facebook ads guy. Well, right. what, the, what are you doing when Facebook ads goes away, for instance, right? right? So my point is that it's got to be broader than that. It's got to be Absolutely. a definitive understanding on, okay, here's what I'm serving, how's I'm going to do it, and Facebook ads can be part of that. Right? right, but you're selling this whole process. That's what separates the people on just some coach being like, "You do those Facebook ads." Like it's got to be part Absolutely. of the thing. Absolutely, it's a thing. system. People, yeah. right? The the framework and, and what we're talking about right now is just to kind of give you guys some context. Right, is coming back to that whole message from a coaching, consulting, marketing play on things is what is the context that we're providing, mm-hmm. and how can we really genuinely guarantee you because we're passionate about what we do. Because we know our shit works. Yeah. We have the process. We have a system. And it's communicating that, right? It's understanding those communication things we just talked about earlier. How do we communicate that? How do we resonate with our audience? Yep. With our ideal avenue. Woo! <sighs> Woo! <laughs> All right. All right. We, uh, we're coming up on an hour. So right. what I want totally. to do is... Uh, is jump into you got some things coming up this week um you did a master class last week on on facebook live actually which is awesome so <laughs> yeah uh, even with my technical difficulties we just you know <laughs> just said let's go with it yep and uh and that hey look we talked a lot about just kind of warts today and just like rough edges and all that and being honest and raw with that right, like hey totally. shit happens all the time you know <laughs> so that's the beauty of the whole that's the beauty of all this stuff and it's i like, actually i tell clients all the time too so the beauty of digital and social all this other sort of sort of shit is really funny because like so if you have a direct mail print marketing piece right right that better be quadruple edited 15 times because once it's out it's out it's, it's out gone. right so that's the beauty of like kind of digital content and stuff like that is like hey you know you can Comes, uh, goes, exactly. fades away. That's right. Like, and it can be added or taken down. Right. You have to, you know? So, <laughs> unless I, I some just, of the screenshots. 
<laughs> watch out everyone on Twitter from 10 years ago. So, um, so but anyways, no, tell people what you're doing with the masterclass and, and uh, just kind of what, what you're going to be talking about and actually what you're going to be talking about in the weeks to come. So. Yeah. So, so this, in the next few weeks, um, you know, this week I did uh, from turnover to rock stars, how to produce the rock star team of your dreams. Right. And it, and it walks through the one simple formula that you need in a business to genuinely produce rockstars, whether you're hiring them in or developing your team. So throughout the next few weeks, we're gonna continue to talk on that because there's so much to unpack with that. So like in the first masterclass, we dove into the process, right? That the, the first part, the first phase of the equation is, is process. It's how do we hire people? And if we don't need to hire people, how do we develop that yep. team? So it's, it's genuinely like, what are the steps that we need to do? It's walking you through like, Okay, do I, you know, how do I do job descriptions? How do I actually hire the rock star people? How do I interview them? How do I genuinely know? Are they made? Are they, are they born? Like, how do I get yep. all of those people on my team, right? And, yep. and then we talked to, you know, on the development side is, is how do we really become agile and develop the communication strategy? Because like it or not, people are going to leave your company because you suck as a manager because you don't communicate. Preach. Which we talk, <laughs> which we talk about in the first half of this podcast is how do we communicate with others? Unfortunately, this is the part that sucks because we don't want to communicate with people. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and what's funny is we were talking, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, is like there's hard skills and soft skills. And, and communication is a very, it's like a, it's like a broad, almost obscure thing. Like, right. oh, like you're a good communicator. Well, what, is, what does that mean? What, right. what, what skills and bullet points does that entail? You know, right. like that's, it's not as clean cut as that. And there is a process that you can follow, certainly, Absolutely. right? And you can make people better, but I don't think a lot of people really understand like the true impact of being, of being strong in communications, having good team communications, right. doing all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, so, and, it's, um, and it's also but, like just the nuances of how you communicate with people. Like how quickly can you communicate? How effectively communicate? Yep. And it's, the frequency at which you communicate is are you over communicating under communicating unfortunately 99% of the people don't fucking communicate yep it's why relationships break down whether you're in business or you're personal communications break down because you don't communicate because you don't want to deal with the frustrations yep. and sometimes you just want to throat punch people <laughs> <laughs> well and, and honestly sometimes so speaking communication is it's harder to have the, it's it's easier to ignore things and sweep under the rug rather than have a hard conversation right. and I just I know from my experience in corporate America, corporate America your experience in corporate America personal relationships whatever is that when those things faster for too long like oh, it's yeah. so much harder like the way we kind of describe it and it's just like kind of marriage advice and things like that right is like once that that, that crack can start really really small and it can keep getting wider and wider if it's not addressed and the and the problem becomes right. is and this for literally this could be uh friends spouse you know whatever um once that gap gets too big it's insurmountable at some point absolutely you, know, you can't step over it anymore right and it, and it becomes so suffocating like you have to do something yep and that something can be extreme and extreme means something different to everybody and i don't want to get into what extreme <laughs> is but next podcast uh, uh, yeah totally different podcast but Extreme, you know, choice, decision has to be made. People walk that decision. Yep. Right? And whether or not it's the right decision or not, it's an emotional decision because they failed to have the conversation. 
So those are the things that we're talking about. Let's, you know, bringing it back into context is we're talking about that podcast of how do we develop, you know, from turnover to rock stars. We've got to have the conversation. Yep, yep. So what you did is you ended up reaching out to to some of your people and you're saying, yeah. guys, I want to know exactly what questions you have. Absolutely. about these types of topics, right? So just to let everyone know, so when you're doing the masterclass and stuff right. like that, you're doing these trainings, you're actually, you're not doing it off of like, you know, a curriculum that you have pre-saved or anything. It's like, I want to address people's exact specific issues, questions, comments, concerns, everything. And um, and that's really, really awesome because you're literally doing that live based on your expertise and everything that you know. So that's really awesome. So um, how can people, first of all, if you have questions or if you want to find out more about how to increase team productivity, create rock stars, create awesome team leaders and create that communication cadence and how to make that work the right way, um, First of all, I would encourage people to reach out to you with those questions for starters. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. So how can people do that? And then the second part is how can they actually see those masters, see the master class when you do right. those trainings? Right. So um, honestly, you know, email, phone, you know, text, you know, th- those are the, the immediate thing. Yep. Right. So email is S Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, O'Doyle Rules, right? <laughs> S Doyle at Focal Point Coaching, F-O-C-A-L-P-O-I-N-T coaching yep. and i'll put uh, i'll put his contact info in the description of the episode as well yeah so yep. send me an email hit me up with a text um you know aaron will aaron will provide all that yep. information you know directly below but then it's you know honestly connect with me on facebook connect with me on linkedin um i do have an instagram page it's really more motivational type things mm-hmm. you know to get you you know thinking differently that's what i use instagram for is how do i think differently and, and my sales approach is, guess what? I have nothing to sell. Like, my products sell themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a little, little tooting my own horn, but Definitely. I don't sell coaching. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I have people contacting me that says, look, I'm experiencing this frustration after watching your masterclass, after walking through some of these things, listening to some of those testimonials. Like, that's me. Yeah. That's, that's what we're seeing in this company. How can you come help us out? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to double down on that is, like you said, you're, you're selling the, let's analyze what you're doing. Here's how we're going to make it better. It's not just selling coaching. It's selling, you are actually actively working towards a result for people. Absolutely. And that's otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing no. if you weren't able to go do all that right. stuff. And I think that's a, probably a common misconception is this isn't motivational speaking. This isn't pumping your team up. This is, you rip off band-aids more often than not. And you're like, oh, that, you didn't want that band-aid ripped off, Dude, right? And, we, and we've talked about my favorite saying, right? If you want comfort, go to a bakery. Yes. Like legit, go Pound down that, that, that muffin, pound down the donut, because guess what? We've got some serious shit we need to talk to, talk through, talk to, talk with, mm-hmm. to get you that systemized process that's going to get you from that frustration zone that you're in to that desire zone that you want this to be, because guess what? There is a system to help you achieve that. Love it. This is a great stopping point. <laughs> like I said, if you want comfort, go to a bakery. <laughs> Steve, thank you very, right. very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Aaron.